This is just breaking bread. What's up, everybody? I'm Peter Anthony, and this will, in some sense, work as our introduction video and audio to our show. And so I wanted to explain to everybody a little bit about what this is about, what you might come to expect over the next few podcasts and for those watching the video and to give you something of what we're about. When we were young, we had a bike crew. Just like many other boys and girls, we had to be able to ride with us, Hempstead, Long Island, New York. Just about everybody had a bike. We rode everywhere, to the store, to school, to our friend's house, and from there to other friends' houses, to the park, to the mall, to the movies. So when a newcomer came to our crew, and was being inducted, the most important qualification was, can you ride a bike? And do you have a bike? Most people were able to ride a bike, but if you were cool enough, if you didn't have a bike, and if you were cool enough and really loyal and dedicated to us, we'd help you build one from scratch. We'd find frames at the junkyard. If you didn't have a frame lying around, we piecemeal together rims, handlebars, seats, nuts and bolts from other abandoned bikes in the neighborhood and match them up and use them. People usually brought up their little younger siblings, taught them how to ride, things like that, showed them the path. But there was this one young kid new to our block named Justin, a white kid, no one's family or friend. Moving here to Hempstead, Long Island, this was the 80s. Could have been difficult, but it's what he had to deal with, what any child probably moving would have to deal with. And it was just the early 80s. And as kids, we did what kids did. We made friends with them. But to be a part of our bike crew was another level. That was another thing. Our bike crew consisted of me, my older brother, and five of our friends who were five brothers. And the youngest, Timothy, got trained up to ride with us at four to five years old. So there was no excuses. If you were going to ride with us, you had to be able to ride and you had to have a bike. So Justin became cool with us, but we discovered he couldn't ride a bike. He had a bike, but he was on training wheels and about seven years old. And in our world, that was way too late. And we all like Justin, but there was no excuses. But his pops was cool. He had a father that would come by and hang with us, throw the football with us, shout out to us. And being in all the football games, he'd come around, his name was Mr. Durant. Mr. Durant, Mr. Durant. He'd come strutting down the block with a few gifts for Justin, probably a little maybe money for his mother. He'd be rocking the typical New York Italian style crew cut, slick with a rat tail in the back, his work boots and shades on. And we could tell he felt as cool being around us as we did being around him. He'd come to us playing on the block and say something and ask for the ball. He'd tell us to go way down the block. Go, go, go down there and catch this ball. That's where he intended to throw the ball. So we'd, he'd reach back for the football, cock it back, 
and there'd be a gasp. He launched that football. A few seconds later, oh, the whole block was screaming, oh. And sometimes we would catch it. So Justin's pops was cool, and we brought him with Justin, but the rules were the rules. You had to be able to ride this bike. So after the games, playing on the blocks, it was time to ride. We usually go different places, and the block would be empty. We go usually to any park, other different parks, other different neighborhoods, sometimes different bike trails. There are a few that were on the outskirts of our neighborhoods, some development being done. There was this one specific one. There was forest, muddy, swampy, sometimes hills, pits that we made into ramps, traps, bushes, branches, everything, and we called it Death Valley. Someone either got hurt there, something happened to their bike there, so it was not safe. Wherever we would go, if you got left behind on the block, it was lonely, like I said. So for a few hours until we got back, Justin's mother, she was a screamer at times. If something went wrong, you know, and Justin came home crying, she, everybody on the blocks was to blame and at fault. But she wanted him to fit in. She was sometimes nice to me, often nice to me, give me milk, cookies, and things like that, because I would befriend Justin, and I would, you know, wanted to see Justin included. I was like our crew's, in some sense, I could say I was like our crew's staff sergeant or whip, and I would make sure everyone knew the rules of the crew. And if Justin was to become part of our crew, he had to learn to ride a bike without the training wheels. So I spent the time trying to teach Justin how to ride a bike. Unlike Tim, Tim, Timothy came out the womb ready. Justin was so sheltered and spoiled by his mother that we had to rough him up a bit. I would hang with Justin often hours and all hours on end. My mother would be calling me for dinner, wondering where I'm at. I'm outside running Justin up and down the block, up and down the block, trying to get him to stop being scared, stop crying, you know, pay attention, look forward, balance, doing everything. I mean, I was, you know, I had, I was a kid with a little bit of uh, asthma, you know, my asthma to that point started acting up. And that's when I kind of noticed that I always, in addition to being a staff whip or a staff sergeant, I was always someone that was concerned about helping others get along in the process. I've always been concerned about helping other people in this world. In this world, people will watch you walk into a situation knowing damn well something is wrong, but not say a word to you to make you aware or notify you of that harm. They may say something afterwards, but sadly, many want to see or watch a crash or a burn, sometimes amongst your own family and friends. As we grow and as we realize that we are in this world alone, we have to be responsible for watching out for danger for ourselves. It's a blessing if you can find yourself in a setting work-wise or with friends where people truly look out for your well-being. There are a lot of things out there now that if I could offer a bit to slither or help to tip the scale, then this is it. 
just a few morsels of information, just enough to disdain you, is what brings me back around to what I'm doing. This is Just Breaking Bread. We want to take a moment for our commercial breaks. First is a project I am personally working on and want to share it with all of you. It's a grassroots tech training called Open Source Community Initiative. We have a more holistic approach to teaching tech. I care more about character than what you know. What's your character? Many of us may see people in tech as socially unique. People in the tech community tend to have different norms than many other people. They will tend to have their own culture and community that they build on. Much of this culture dictates how tech is built and how it develops. I believe, in fact, I know that our children can be part of shaping that culture also. Engaging in culture is what will make understanding and learning disciplines in tech easier and develop more naturally. Tech, whether programming, coding, or engineering, is more than just book-learned skills. It's It's problem-solving. It's community building. It's creating a vision for the future. If we build young people's confidence, we build their character and integrity. Let's give them the opportunity. Let's level the playing field. Level the playing field. Level the playing field. Let's level the playing field. Reach us at Open Source Community Initiative.org. That's Open Source Community Initiative.org. I believe that there's an evolution or a revolution of consciousness going on today. We are all here for a reason and purpose, and everything is everything. All things are where they are supposed to be, I believe, in due time. And so we are here with you for a purpose. You're listening for a reason. We have connected for a reason. Everything that's happened is happening because it's supposed to. If we allow what is to be to be, then what is to be will be. And what is good will always be. So I'm happy here to be with you guys and show you a little bit about Just Breaking Bread. We have the second half opening up the debut. I want to talk a little bit about purpose. And I also want to talk to you about our upcoming shows. When we talk about purpose, we talk about what is meant to be, but we also talk about your place in that picture of what is meant to be. I was listening to a uh, talk last night and it says something to the point of many of you may have heard that, that you must be the star of your own movie because if not, then you will end up being a film extra in somebody else's. Deep, right? What's meant to be will be. Just Breaking Bread's purpose is to share morsels of spirit with you and to converse with you over the dinner table. And 
We just want to get the feedback. We want to talk about some of our upcoming lineups, but we want to get some feedback so that we know who are and where and what our tribe is and up to. And so I'll be taking the temperature of our audience, of our tribe, of our feedback. And so we want everybody to be interactive with what we do as much as possible. And we want and hope that you get the most benefit out of what we do. With that said, I'll slowly dive into our lineup of topics, what we are talking about, so you can kind of get an idea of some of the things that we'll be talking about and the directions that we'll go. Uh, we have a show on what Trump did right. What Trump did right. declared. So a lot of the topics and things that I talk about are will move from politics to social issues, to a little bit of entertainment, to a little bit of spiritual issues. And so we'll be a mixture of all around the board, but we don't pigeonhole ourselves to one specific area. If you know me or get to know me, you know that I may be more center left, if you call that, on a political spectrum. Uh, I don't like to put myself anywhere because I can be all over the place. Everybody's an individual, I believe. Uh, you know, we all are individuals and it takes us learning each other as individuals to understand each other. And we should not just really be so readily available to want to box somebody in. We did this over a year ago and I had fun talking about this. And I want people to understand what Trump did right, what we should not be afraid to talk about those of us on the left or those of us in the center, you know, because the right has become so extreme to talk about on the right and to talk about with Trump, just the truth. And so that show, that topic is, is a lot of fun. I'll try to put that up as soon as possible and talk about some of the things about Trump and some of the conservative voices on the right. We have nightlife entertainment with Uptown Swag. My connection to what's going on here in Charlotte, entertainment life, we'll have a show that just, you know, digs deep into what we're doing on the entertainment tip with nightlife entertainment. We're talking about capitalism. Capitalism, um, uh, brother right here in Charlotte also, I've talked to Montez Thomas. Uh, we just talked about, uh, also did this over a year ago, but still holds very relevant. Talking about capitalism and what is it? Another one of our topics is Burn Hollywood Burn. Burn Hollywood Burn. That is going to go uh, cover a lot of different areas of little topics, but I just want you to stay tuned for that one. That one is going to be some fire when we talk about Hollywood, how Hollywood is responsible for a lot of what goes along, uh, not just politically, but socially and runs our daily lives and how we need to, especially in this day and age of the internet, we need to detach from just the mind control of, of Hollywood. There's a show um, that's dear and close to my heart. It's called Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. All right. We will talk about that. It's a lot to do with family. It has a lot to do with uh, social commentary on family, the black family, just American family, and, and things that we should learn to value in our lives. I'm reaching out to my brother, Professor Griff, and we will talk about the state of the Black Union. So that will be another one of our upcoming shows. We have a 
just a feel-good topic, a feel-good show called Happy Days. And we are talking about the 60s, the 70s, the 80s versus the millennials. So that would be a good one that's coming up. And um, uh, shout out to my brother. Um, if and when, if ever possible, my brother Tax Tone, I hope to get information to everybody about his situation, his case. Um, he's, you know, if, if, if he was here, that, that would be my little younger homie. Um, but uh, completely resonated, inspired me to do what I'm doing now. And just he saw the path. I mean, that was like a lot of what he was doing was what, what, going, what was going through my mind. And I saw him actually, you know, manifesting it out there in New York and, and getting it out the mud. And so that we've got to put the wheels on that. That brother Tassel, you know, I want to um, dig deep into that uh, from, you know, where I come from and where we come from is hip hop culture. And people don't know what that brother did for the game, um, hip hop culture and, and, and plugging us into this new era of podcasts and the internet and, and, and bringing hip hop over to that new medium. Um, I chose these topics because they're topics that were on my mind, but I also feel that these topics are worthy of being discussed. You will see, but they were also topics that have purpose, have a lot of substance to them. And part of the path of purpose is freedom and free will. So we'll get to together and get to the center, but in order to get to the center, we'll have to be peeling back these layers. We'll go through a process and just breaking bread is has so many meanings. Part of it, of the, of the meanings is, is, is finding purpose, is finding yourself. It's going through layers of finding yourself. And to get to the substance, you have to go through the layers, almost like an onion. You have to peel back a lot of the layers. And peeling back a lot of layers brings, it, it comes with a lot of struggle. It comes with a lot of, um, it, it can bring tears to your eyes. It comes with a lot of realization and self you know, um, realization and things like that, that can, can make many of us uncomfortable, but the layers have to be peeled back. If we look in the Bible, they often would eat together and share the word, share philosophies. What they were doing couldn't be done in public, but the suffers that Jesus had with his disciples were a safe place for them to converse, to think, speak freely and share their philosophies, feelings, and ideas. And even in this day and age, we are still like that. Why? Is that human nature? Some of us may think that we should be a little bit past that part where we don't feel safe to speak. Um, but with the Internet and with a lot of um, social media, um, we are almost going right back to conformity. And the conformity is to um, conform to the status quo of mainstream dominant society and anything else is shunned upon and silent, censored. And we should move past that and above that, but we're not. We still have unspoken words, taboos, hidden secrets, hidden meanings, hidden agendas, and hidden pitfalls. And so I'm going to go over some of these with you from my perspective, no holding back, no holes barred, cutting through. And this may ruffle some feathers, but there's also a deeper purpose behind what we're doing. My job is to act as a change agent 
And so by coming here, you may have found a free space with free ideas to talk and to share and to converse, just like many other places on the internet you may have found, but you've also found a person and team that will act on your behalf. So at the level that we're on, we are accessible. We are out here doing it, out here in the streets. So you'll find people that are actually out here doing the work and not just using what we're doing, using the medium just to talk. Um, but talk is a way of us communicating with you guys, communicating with everybody and growing our small community and our small tribe and our small network. But talk is only the beginning of it. It's only a small part of what we do. And it's an important part, but it's not the largest part. And if you walk down this road with me, i uh, tell you, you know, I can commit to you that I won't abandon. Sometimes people might think like you, but they don't have the courage or audacity to walk out those dogs, so to speak, to walk it out, to actually carry it out. So you may find like minds, but you won't find like action. Um, we're here on the ground, zero for you with the action. So staying with us, um, there's a lot of smoke screens and interference in the path also. So that's why talking and building our community helps because it helps us create and connect with like minds and discuss the strategy in a way out. So over the time period that we have together, let's talk over substance and let's break bread. 